After the mind-blowing success of the Avengers, the game-changing thrills of the Winter Soldier, and the unexpected surprise of Guardians of the Galaxy, you thought there was no way the next Avengers could live up to the hype. You were right. Avengers Age of Ultron. I mean, it's definitely good, just not great, you know what I mean? Like, certainly enjoyable, but, you know, oh man, we're gonna catch hell for this, aren't we? When the Mandarin seemingly killed Iron Man and took the President hostage, the Avengers didn't assemble. When Malekith almost destroyed the universe, the Avengers didn't assemble. And when a terrorist organization infiltrated S.H.I.E.L.D. and came just seconds away from killing millions, the Avengers still didn't assemble. But when a remote Hydra base might be hiding something, every single Avenger is assembling all up in his business for even more group shots. Now, get ready for another generically evil one-off villain who hates the Avengers for reasons with an overcomplicated plot to evolve and or destroy the world by turning an Eastern European city into a meteor? Not a great plan. You've been waiting for years to see your heroes come together again. Now watch them fight for limited screen time. Full of rushed side plots like Black Widow's Black Swan School, Thor's magic jacuzzi. If the water spirits accept me, I can return to my dream. Captain America's old party thing. And the most out of left field love story since Spock and Uhura. But don't worry, there's still plenty of time left over for your least favorite Avenger to become your third or fourth least favorite Avenger. Aw, oh, Hawkeye, good for you. We like you now. I'm really okay with neither of them, pal. <laughs> <laughs> I just really like to see your line. Where is this line? And Brian is recording us. You should stop talking. <laughs> I could edit this out. I could not. <laughs> we haven't said anything too terrible yet. Oh, honey, give it time. You people are lucky you don't see what goes on behind the scenes. <laughs> they probably are lucky. They probably are very lucky. Okay, well, welcome to episode 1, 2, 3, 4, 14 of the Funny Books and Firewater <laughs> podcast, uh, where each week we try to pair the finest of cocktails with the uh, finest of you, son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> Uh, for those of you at home who are not aware, this program where you record this has a chat feature, and um, yeah, so inside jokes sometimes get typed, and then of course, as I'm trying to be a professional and actually give the, uh, oh, you're a bastard, you're a bad, 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 um, as I'm trying to say things, these horrible things start popping up on my screen, so uh, just imagine what goes on, uh, and uh, yeah, we're probably gonna have to just start this over again, so fuck that, okay, here we go, and... <laughs> it's, the, it's the raw cut goodness of what that bitch was arranging uh, today before she was doing that. Yeah. Anyway. You're just gonna have to restart. Just restart. I know. Start uh, fresh. Okay. Start fresh. Get and it together, ladies. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, <laughs> and welcome to episode 14 of the Funny Books and Firewater podcast, where each week we try to pair the finest of cocktails with the finest of comic books. Uh, you can find us at www.funnybooksandfirewater.com, which has been newly redesigned and uh, has links to all of our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, um, and dick pics of uh, Adam. Uh, so. 
this week we are discussing uh, Hawkeye, My Life is a Weapon, written by Matt Fraction and illustrated by, I need his first name because I'm just looking in front of the book, uh, David Aja and Javier Pudo, I'm thinking. Uh, I and can't. Alan Davis. And Alan Davis? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, is, 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 is that, am I the only one with the uh, Alan Davis Young Avengers part in the back? Oh, well, yeah, yeah, I didn't read that, so you'll have to tell us about that. But <laughs> Why did you not read that? I, I don't know. I, yeah. I'll yeah, be I'm, quiet. Uh, no, I'm a bad person. Q will handle that portion of it. Uh, so uh, last week we, uh, we we started a... Uh, a hum. Oh, that's why it's all fucked up. That makes it. Never mind. I, I didn't... So really fast, I read this originally when it came out in a individual series, so... I didn't realize that the last half issue we were going to see was from a different series. So I was like, what the fuck? Is this? I don't remember this part. So. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. what are you talking about, Q? It's from the Young Avengers. Okay, that makes a lot more sense now. And, yeah. and drawn by my favorite comic book artist. Ah, uh, so Q has a hard on for that comic book artist. Now we all understand. So that sultry voice, he's a little bit country, he's a little bit rock and roll. From the great state of Maryland, we have Q. Hi, everybody. So, uh, 1776 is going to open in a week. Um, if you're in the Maryland, D.C. area, you should go get your tickets. My costumes are thebomb.com. That's right, I'm bringing that one back, ladies. Bringing that one back. Um, yeah, enjoy. Bye. Uh, and then from the great state of Utah, the, um, expert in, uh, bathroom DJs, we have Adam McDonald. Yay! That's me. I'm with uh, Big Shiny Robot. I'm a film critic there. <clears throat> and all my film reviews with them and also with the Board as Hell podcast with our good friend Andy Wilson, they are all that in a bag of potato chips. So I really yes. think you should check those out. Uh, we got some fun stuff coming up. Uh, big movies, of course, Ghostbusters, I think will actually be coming out the week this does. Uh, yeah, probably just so. came out. Either which way, I know we're all kind of excited for that. Fuck you, haters. Um, and again, i got some exciting news coming up that once it's official, I can actually say it on the air, and we'll go from there. So, yeah. Fantastic. And uh, he likes pina coladas and getting caught in the rain. We have Todd. Hi. You can find me on Funny Books and Firewater and not much else. So here I am, and here to laugh and make Q groan at me. And I am Brian. Uh, I am in California, and uh, I have some shows still running at uh, Lyric in Logan, Utah, and then I have other things going on at my day job, which we will not discuss. Anyway, so this week we are discussing Hawkeye, My Life is a Weapon, as uh, I may have said before, but we had to start over again, so I don't remember what I said. So um, uh, It'll be in the outtakes at the end. Let's hope not. (laughs) So this is the game plan. Uh, We're going to give you a little preview of this book. Um, We're going to cut to a little bit of a break so that those of you who would like to uh, read it can pause it, and we will wait Mm -hmm. for you. And then you can rejoin us, and then we'll uh, start uh, diving in and covering through the book. Um, This book was actually, I think we agreed on this while I was away, but I'm pretty certain I'm the one who put it on the list. So I think, unless somebody else wants to do it, I will give a brief preview as to what this book is. Does anybody else have any strong opinions on that? Oh no, by all means, I suck at doing this kind of stuff. <laughs> okay. Uh, so basically, this is uh, this came shortly after the Avengers movie came out. It is about Clint Barton, aka uh, Hawkeye. Um, it doesn't necessarily have a full th- uh, through storyline, but it is uh, the beginning of uh, the series. And uh, Clint Barton, uh, he is uh, in uh, Bedford Stuy, New York. Um, he is the Avenger without power, so he kind of gets a little bit of no respect. So it's kind of a downtrodden. Um, superhero uh it feels to me far more like the indie comic type stuff that i read it it seems like something would come more from image 
but it is Marvel character and Marvel characters, and uh, it's actually very fun and uh, has a lot of good stuff to it. Um, I liked it a lot. I, that's why I recommended it. Um, and uh, yeah, does anybody else have any uh, parting thoughts before we? Uh, I was gonna say it's uh, the, the um, kind of intro page to the book is like uh, Clint, Clint Barton Hawkeye. He he was a guy who could cheat stuff, and then he was an Avenger. This is what he does when he's not an Avenger. Done, and that's all that they say, which is awesome. Because that's pretty much what it is. Like, hey, he's an Avenger. You probably know who he is. This is what he does when he's not with the Avengers. True. And mm-hmm. also, I will say, I am not familiar with, like, the long-standing history of Hawkeye and the Avengers characters. This is a very easy book to jump in and read. Um, you don't have to know, like, you don't have to know a Q amount of things about Marvel Universe to be able to actually have a, uh, enjoy this book, I should say. Yeah, you, you could basically say it's the mostly unfabulous personal life of Clint Barton. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's, you know... He's not a Kardashian. This is what his real life would be like. So, um, I, yeah, I think, I mean, and it, it's a fun book. I enjoyed it. Um, it is by Matt Fraction, who I think is a fantastic writer um, and uh, is super fun. So, you want to read it, or if you have already read it, then, uh, you know, you can keep listening through if you've already read it. If you want to read it, go ahead and give us a pause. Um, we'll wait. And, uh, and then uh, when you come back, we will uh, dive into that. So, uh, come on back, and we'll, uh, we'll talk to you in a few. <laughs> Okay, everybody good? (laughs) Yes. Yes, queen. Yes, queen. Yes, queen. Cool, so we're back. Thank you for rejoining us. Uh, I'm hoping you went and uh, enjoyed the book. Um, It was very fun. So we'll dive right into uh, issue one. Really pretty simple issue. Um, Basically, what ends up happening, let's see if I can do a quick summary of this. Um, You have Hawkeye, who is back in Bedford-Stuyve. Um, and he has some uh, Russian gangsters who are uh, basically trying to jack up the rent uh, for everyone in his building so that they all have to move out. Um, they also uh, beat up a dog, which he takes uh, to the vet. So he goes in with a bag full of cash to try to gamble against the gangsters, ends up uh, kicking some ass. And uh, eventually, by the end of the book, he buys the building so that he is now the landlord of his building. Um, and... Uh, that's basically the full issue. Does that seem fair to everyone? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got good, yeah. Bro. bro. Okay. Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah which I do love. Yeah, oh my gosh, I love that they're like, bro. Yeah. Bro. Bro. And then when they come back later and they say, bro, and, and Hawkeye me is like, oh, bro. <laughs> it's so good. It's Because so, then you immediately know who he's talking about. So it's like, yeah, so the, all the, the gangsters, they're tracksuit guys. They, I mean... It's it's actually very funny. He uh, he ends up taking a guy out with a playing card at one point in time, which is pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, uh, but fun. Uh, and so uh, yeah, and I mean, you kind of get a sense for the neighborhood he lives in. He's you know he's kind of in with his tenants. They have like uh, barbecues on the roof and that kind of stuff. So like he he's intending to be a good guy and kind of ends up getting intermixed with some. I don't know. I got the idea they're sort of like you know Eastern Bloc country lobsters of some kind, Russian or something or other. Well, they definitely have that kind of um, Sasha Baron Cohen, yeah. uh, Borat kind of um, accent-y. My wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so something something that I really liked about this, since we were talking about the first issue, and um, the way it, 
every issue always starts off with him saying, oh, this is bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also the issues start um, in the middle of the story, and then it's like flashback to like what's really happening, which is always it's always something fun. It's a it's a fun um, it's a fun like TV kind of thing that, that people like to do now, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, also, and like the art, it's gritty because once again, this is when he's not an Avenger, which is like the high polished gloss part of his life. This is you know Clint Barton when he's not doing all of that stuff and. Uh, just, um, you know, tr- trying not to be a superhero, but still ending up having to be a superhero. So, but in the art's very gritty. Um, not everything's, I mean, it's not polished. I just kind of feel like every time something bad happens, you just hear him, I can just hear him sigh and go, God damn it, I'm getting too old for this shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which, um, so as we go into issue two, and it does start out with, okay, this looks bad, that actually leads me into my cocktail for the mm-hmm. week. Which is actually called a bad day at work. Uh, which uh, I got this off. Did you make it up from me yesterday? Uh, yeah, pretty much. And it's funny because I got this off of the New York Times, and you know how hipster it is because they they don't tell you to use simple syrup. They give you the ingredients for simple syrup, which is kind of funny. Uh, so the ingredients are one cup of sugar, uh, one half cup, uh, one and a half ounces of uh, blue coat or other high quality gin. Um, why they have to have blue coat, I don't know. Uh, four ounces of clementine orange juice um, and a generous splash of seltzer. And basically they have you uh, putting uh, ice in a tumbler. You're making your simple syrup, so you're basically cooking, uh, boiling the water, uh, with, or boiling the sugar in water, and then letting it cool for about five minutes. And then you combine it all into a, a shaker and uh, shake well and pour into your glass over ice. And uh, yeah, and that's, that's your drink, but that is uh, at least this version of a bad day at work. There's actually lots of cocktails called Bad Day at Work, but I figured since this one was in the New York Times and this story takes place in New York, it would all kind of tie together very well. So, that is my cocktail. Uh, Continuing on into issue two, we get to meet um, the lovely and talented uh, Kate Bishop, who is... Which brings us to my cocktail. So, uh, Kate Bishop, she is a member of the Young Avengers. Um, So during the Avengers Disassembled storyline, for those of you who follow Marvel comic books, um, the Avengers um, dismantle after the Scarlet Witch goes crazy and, you know, tries to kill everyone. Um, So there's a younger group of uh, kids who are slight tangently related to... um, Avengers and sort of take on uh, Avengers uh, names, powers, kind of a thing. And Kate Bishop is an heiress who uh, takes on Hawkeye. She's uh, fairly trained in martial arts but has no superpowers of her own. So my um, cocktail is called the Kate Bishop, um, also known as the Brazen Martini. I got this off the Absolute website. It is six parts bison grass flavored vodka, super fancy, one part uh, creme de violet, and uh, garnish with blueberries. So you just shake up the uh, liquid part, stream into a martini glass, throw some blueberries on a stick in there, and enjoy. Um, It's a lovely purple color. Um, but yeah, I really love Kate Bishop. I was a fan of Young Avengers from the beginning and love the fact that they brought her in as like Hawkeye's actual like sort of sidekick, much like um, Green Arrow and Red Arrow. I, I love that about it. Um, so so the, the second story is um, 
uh, Hawkeye and Kate, they're going to a circus because they feel like something's going down. You find out that the um, circus is being run by the ringmaster, and they are uh, pretty much thieves who are stealing from thieves, and um, and Hawkeye and Kate are trying to uh, shut that shit down, um, which is kind of fun. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that pretty much is it. It introduces a, another character who is uh, tangently related to the swordsman, like Hawkeye. Um, one of my favorite parts of this story is the phone conversation that Hawkeye has with Kate, where he's like, hey, no, it's it like he's trying to convince her to be his sort of partner in, in, in all of this. And uh, one of the things he says is, because I don't want to sleep with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> which, as we know from Hawkeye's personal experience, um, he does not always pick the, the best girlfriends. Uh, being that his first one was uh, the Black Widow, who sort of led him down the life of crime. Um, <laughs> wow, I really should identify with Hawkeye a lot, actually. Yeah, and, uh, That's how I got him with And I, I mean, seeing as how the, during uh, Disassembled, uh, Scarlet Witch did kill Hawkeye, and then she brings him back to life, only to lose her own memories, and then she has sex with him. Except you actually find out that she's a robot at the time. Once again, hashtag comic books, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but uh, yeah, he just he he goes to track her down, and he finds her in her in her home country. Once again, you find out later that it was actually a robot. But Hawkeye's like, oh hey, I was gonna like totally fight with you because you killed me that one time. Instead, let's just have sex. Mm. Yeah. Hey, I, I have a confession. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well. Well. Um, oh my. Darling so the true confessions on so, this podcast so right here, folks. Is, issue plowing right along to issue three, which is my is my favorite issue. Wait a second, though. But back with issue two has the best phrase in this whole thing, and I love the one line that it goes, and that's how we rob the robbers who are robbing robbers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So that was absolutely hilarious to me. I'm like, oh, very good. And actually, uh, yeah, as, you, as Q was saying, uh, issue three is my favorite issue as well. But again, Q, I, I suck at this kind of stuff, so you talk about it. Um. So the um. So you start out with uh, Kate and and Hawkeye in a car chase. You see that there's a woman probably tied up in the back seat, and right. um, like you do, as one as one does, and. Um, and and then it, it moves on to them uh, going through Hawkeye's old trick arrows, which is fun. It comes comes in later in the story, foreshadowing, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and like she's and like Kate's kind of making fun of him for his for his trick arrows, which is fun. Um, yeah, so, and then it flashes back. That is very much a hashtag. <laughs> um, and then it, it and once again it's all the bros. Bro. Once again, hey bro, bro, bro. <laughs> Um, and once again, Hawkeye not being able to, to <laughs> choose women wisely uh, finds this uh, very lovely lady who has owns this Mustang. Is it a Mustang? Don't, yeah, it's some Dodge sort of Challenger. muscle car. <laughs> I, know, I know cars. Um, even when they're specifically <laughs> stated in the text. Um, obviously, they hook up. Um, it does not go well because then then she is uh, attacked by the bros but 
Um, before that, uh, when they're when they're driving in the car, um, Kate is handing him arrows, and I believe Adam has something to say about this next arrow that Kate yeah. hands him. No, mm-hmm. I, the fact that she keeps on handing him all these arrows and it's all these stupid trick arrows, I just thought was hilarious because it just kind of makes fun of the whole idea that you are. Right. Oh, good. Why don't you just have some fucking arrows? You know. Uh, but uh, the one actually I got my drink based on was called the Acid Arrow. I mean, he launches it off and it melts a car. Um, this one is pretty simple. The drink is uh, one ounce of light uh, rip rum, one ounce of uh, coconut rum, one or two ounces of blue curacao, depends how blue or specific you want it, and then four to six ounces of uh, pineapple juice. You shake it all up, pour it out, and it kind of turns like a really green, greenish blue, again, depending on how much blue curacao you add in. And it looks like a little, nice. uh, a little glass of acid. Hmm. And it tastes like happy. I also have an arrow drink. This is Todd, Yum. if you have forgotten about me. I know, I am. <laughs> You're on the show? Hi, Todd. It's the way it goes. This one is called the boomerang, because boomerang, man, right? But this one's a bit different from the traditional one. This one uses um, your the High West Double Rye Whiskey as the base. You do half shots of that, and then you've got some layered Applejack, uh, a couple dashes of Cointreau and Amaretto, and then you throw in some lemon juice, some sage leaves, and you shake that all up, and you add four dashes of a um, current bitters. And it's a boomerang. It just come, keeps coming right back at you. Kind of like my ex. Only the best kind, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if the best, best exes come back. Um, so, but I will, I will so say this has my favorite favorite panel in the whole thing is when he's sleeping with a good chick and then all of a sudden all the bro guys you know barge in with guns blazing and he jumps out of bed fully naked <laughs> and he covers his junk as he holds a whole Hawkeye mask from like the seventies. <laughs> I laughed so hard when I saw that I forgot about it when I first read it and I thought that was just the most wonderful thing I've ever seen. Uh, that's my favorite panel of the whole comic. And then, and then my, my favorite <laughs> panel, well, series of panels is uh, so then when he wakes up after being uh, knocked out by the dude bros, he calls Kate to come to come get her, and she first of all makes fun of him for having a corded phone, which is hilarious. <laughs> like, Captain America called me that one time, um, but uh, but I went when she comes to pick him up, he he still didn't have a shirt on, and she's just staring at him, and he's like. He's like, Kate. And she's like, really, really? With like the abs? And, the, and, the, and he's like, just drive. Because, I mean, that would totally be me. Like, we'd be in the middle of like this giant like caper and things are happening and all this stuff. And sorry, hot dude, when you come out without a shirt on, I got to stop and look at you. So As they drive away in their Volkswagen Beetle. The blue Beetle touch. Exactly. Her, her purple Volkswagen. So speaking of purple, can I say that one of the things that I love about the art is, especially in the first um, in the first two issues, is that everything has a purple hue to it. The colors are just perfectly picked. And then in this, in the third one, it has the purple hues when um, when they're like in like the Hawkeye layer. But then when they're outside, it's very orange and red, <laughs> except for then Kate's purple bug. Um, but I, I just love, love that it's just definitely, oh my god, I feel like I'm no longer swimming in the ocean. <laughs> Does anyone else feel like that? I'm sorry. That's oh, yeah. a sidebar. And there it is again. Oh, it, it's, I think it's the air conditioning in Todd's house. <laughs> god, you got that shit jacked up, huh? <laughs> I'm sorry, that was rude. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, Any hero, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
<laughs> but yeah, I, I love that about the about the um, art. At least I guess it's just the the first artist because it doesn't it doesn't seem to be that way when the second artist comes in in issue four. Um, Wait, I just I love that every single page of this is like a different arrow, a different arrow, a different arrow. Mm-hmm. It just makes me giddy as hell. So yeah, it's super, it's super super fun. Um, and then, and of course, at the end is the boomerang arrow that that Kate uses again to sort of save the day. And then the last two issues are um, a two-parter, um, in the uh, where there seems to be some kind of tape that uh, shows Hawkeye killing some sort of uh, terrorist, which um, obviously could be very very bad for the Avengers, and. Um, Madam Mask, who's an old-school Iron Man villain, makes an appearance, who's super fun. Um, there's a great scene where, uh, after Hawkeye's been captured, and he says that he's holding the black Amex card that S.H.I.E.L.D. has given him, and, um... <laughs> and, uh... She, he hid it in his junk, and so she has to go in, into his pants to find it, which is hilarious. Um... No, but I, I do love that when you later find out that Kate Bishop was uh, in, in disguise as the mask, that, yes. you know, he's like, so you you went after that card. Like, she was up in there on him. She's like, yeah, let's not talk about that. <laughs> she was like, yeah, there's something you just can't unfeel. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, I'm, I, I mean, it's it's the these last two issues are fun hijinks of... Uh, you know, your typical kind of spy undercover stuff. I really felt the the first three issues were stronger, going back and reading it again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's kind of the draw of this book. And, like, in later trades, it's, you know, now that he owns the building, now he's a landlord, and, like, people were coming to him bitching because their showers aren't working and stuff. And that's the kind of stuff that really drew me in and made me love this comic as much as I do. And don't get me wrong, like, the, the last two issues with the tape, it is fun. It's still really cool to see him going out there and getting the fun one-liners and you know hiding the Black American Express in his junk, uh, but it doesn't have it doesn't have quite the same feel. And maybe that's also because it's a different artist as well. It, it's still fun. It's still interesting, but it kind of feels like when you're watching a really your favorite TV show and then they have those two episodes that don't fit in, and like they're just like they're kind of like a one-off story. Yeah. Because like you know even even in the first three issues you got like the bro guys and. You know, a lot of stuff there is the same, but no, I mean, I'm not like, again, I love this book. I think it's great. It's something that more people should read, but it just kind of felt really out there and didn't quite make sense in the flow of the story. The the, the only like real kind of uh, another fun part is at the beginning of the fourth issue is when um, Kate and Hawkeye are on the top of the building and S.H.I.E.L.D. just comes in and snatches them. No one, no one bothers or cares or there's like, yep, he's an Avenger. Bye. Happens. You know, reading these comics, yeah. it kind of reminded me in some ways the feel of the movie Dumb. He didn't die, or he never died. Did anyone see that with Henry Rollins in it? I've heard of it, but I've not seen it. It was an interesting movie, but he just kind of had this character who happens to be immortal. But did you die? But he never died, but you, you watch Hawkeye going through these things, and he keeps complaining about the pain and how he's always in this deep shit. But he always comes out just fine. And it's like these hijinks and escapades that he's going through of, oh, my life, my day-to-day life grind is a bit amped up, but at the same time, it's still just the grind, and it just keeps happening every day, no matter my intentions. So, but no, it's fun and enjoyable. And it kind of reminded me of Quantum Leap, where how at the end of every episode he goes, oh boy, 
<laughs> so, yeah. Quantum Leap the comic book. <laughs> I think that exists, actually. Whoa. So, so my, my biggest complaint about this, about because since we're really not going to talk about this last Young Avengers issue in here, is, um, so, I'm always on the fence with Matt Fraction. Um, there are some things that I really like of his, and there are some things that I really don't like of his. Um, in fact, I really, like, when I, the last issues of X-Men that I really read were Matt Fractions, and I was just not a fan. He, he seems, he seems to think that, um, any character can be made fun by making them kind of snarky, and, um... Sometimes it doesn't fit in this story. I think it. I think it works better um, because Hawkeye and Kate Bishop are definitely sort of smart asses already. But um, he definitely did that with a lot of characters in X Men, where it just didn't work as well, in my opinion. Um, some people just really freaking loved him. Although, also to give him some fairness, he also had um, Greg Land do a lot of his art when he was doing the X Men, and Greg Land is just awful porn tracer kind of stuff, um, so I was not a huge fan of that either, um, but he, like, he, he, he seemed seemed to think, like, everything needs to be a Joss Whedon TV series, where everyone needs to be funny, and everyone needs to be kind of, like, like, this kind of lighthearted, like, camp kind of thing, and, um, once again, I think this kind of series, it, it works, whereas other times he's tried to use the same thing, it, it doesn't. This is, yeah, looking at this series, it has a good pulpy feel to it that they were going for. And I can see how it doesn't work in other places, but I did enjoy it, but at the same time, I'm not sure if I wanted to keep reading it after I finished this would be my take on it. I say keep on doing it because you got to get to the part where the dog solves the mystery. Yeah. The, the dog issue is actually pretty pretty awesome, actually. That's the one, I think Adam and I discussed it or t- brought it up in a recent ep- or past ep- episode where uh, yeah. about the, there's an episode where like there is almost no dialogue it's just the dog and the dog like and so you're following the dog's thought process through like oh the human has food I like the human kind of thing hmm. um, uh, which it's actually pretty cool I, I've continued to read the series and I have actually enjoyed it a great deal I really like this book um, which is why I recommended it uh, to the group but I totally I kind of I can see where having too many smart ass characters or, sm- or characters who aren't typically smart ass wouldn't necessarily work you know what i mean like taking a taking a gruff character like wolverine and suddenly making him completely comical all the time not to say he can't be funny on occasion but make him you know a mile a minute jokes i mean basically turning him into spider-man like i think the same kind of thing matt fraction could probably write a really great spider-man with those kind of jokes but i think like maybe a wolverine might necessarily be the best character for him to uh to tackle well that's kind of the fun thing too is because i I think for a lot of us because I never really cared about Hawkeye in the comics. He just never was a character I was interested in. So you really kind of only got to see him in the movies. And yes, while the, the MCU and the comics are two completely different universes, uh, it was kind of interesting to be like, you know, it kind of feels like Captain America and Iron Man and all the big name Avengers, like they don't really get days off. It seems like they're always going to be busy doing shit. So what drew me to this so much that I loved was like, hey, he's just a normal dude like us. I mean, yeah, he's really good with a bow and arrow. That's about all he's got. He's got good accuracy, but he doesn't have a suit. He doesn't have super soldier serum. He doesn't have any of this other stuff. He's just a dude. So it almost be kind of like, you know, if it's like the Black Widow, if she, you know, like on her day to day, like, you know, what does she do when she goes home and watches TV and what kind of misadventures and stuff? But 
Yeah, it's written really well, and <clears throat> that's one thing you mentioned Max Fraction does as far as kind of some, some of the jokey dialogue. And it fits that character perfectly, and it really just... It, for me, it's a fun read. I mean, yeah, like the last two uh, issues kind of tonally don't fit the whole uh, the whole collection, but I, I had a lot of fun with it. It's definitely one I say you got to read more because it keeps getting better and better. Um, I didn't. I stopped after the the Fraction run, so I haven't read the new All New Hawkeye. But it kind of looks like flipping through it at the comic store, they've kind of com- kept going with that same kind of theme. But uh, yeah, I'm glad that uh, Brian you mentioned recommended this because it's it's one of my favorite uh favorite marvel comics out there right now hugh do you want to give us i mean any more of a review than uh than what you've already brought up or uh any other things so just to kind of briefly touch on the so for those of you reading the trade and not reading it um you know, single issues. The last uh, story in the trade, which is illustrated by Alan Davis, who is my favorite. Um, it's a, uh, it's a, um, oh, was it, it? Did it come out of like Young Avengers? Oh, it was a one shot. Young Avengers presents Hawkeye, and um, it sort of retells the first meeting of um, Kate Bishop and Clint Barton, who at the time was going by the uh, name Ronan. And uh, once again, you know, everyone thought that Clint Barton was dead after disassembled. Um, Kate was given the bow, uh, Hawkeye's bow by Captain America. And so it's really just um, Clint kind of testing Kate to see really if she's worthy of the name, worthy of the, the legacy. And um, also there's a running thing in Young Avengers where the real Avengers, quote-unquote, are trying to shut down the Young Avengers because they really don't want the kids to get hurt because that stems back to the Civil War storyline that we um, have covered previously where the young kids literally killed themselves um, trying to trying to be superheroes, and so they're just trying to look out for them. But uh, Clint is sort of like, ah, the, the, you know, we were young too once, and they're, they're doing what's right, and they're really talented. So... Um, also, there's this whole uh, side story of Kate's, uh, Kate's boyfriend, who I believe that she has since broken up with, at least as far as um, her starting in the Hawkeye series, um, Patriot, who is the grandson of the original Captain America, Isaiah Bradley. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's, just, it's just kind of fun. It's an interesting little backstory. It's not super action-y or, um, you know... Any, anything anything good my favorite part is the um, sort of old quote of uh, tell uh, t- tell your neighbor t- telephone kind of thing where she there's the secret and she only told one person and that person told another person told another person which is really fun um, especially if you know the young Avengers characters and see actually that's what I that's the one thing I didn't like about this collection was that young Avengers tie-in at the end I understand why they did it to kind of show the history between the two characters mm-hmm. but the way that that Hawkeye's written in that book is completely different from what we've gotten in the whole trade. So I understand there was trying to be a tie-in, but it was almost like you were reading a story about a different character. So that's well, that threw me for I didn't like that at all. I'm trying, who who wrote the uh, the Young Avengers? Uh, I'm not gonna find out. Give me one second here. Brr. No, it was Matt Fraction. Oh, yeah, it's still, still yeah, Matt Fraction. But it, it felt it felt weird well, though. Well, and and, right. and 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 I think it's because so this, that story was still written back before. Um, before they did this yeah, series. Yeah, yeah, so. before they did this series. And, um, you know, once again at the time, um, I, I feel like anytime someone becomes a team leader in a series, their character changes. Like, um, Nightcrawler, when he became the leader of Excalibur, 
um, in the in the late 90s, his character really changed, and then he just reverted to his old self when he rejoined the X-Men in the early 2000s, and I feel that that's what, that, like, so that's why Hawkeye feels different, because Hawkeye was the leader of this team of Avengers, and so he, there's, I, I just feel like that's always the way it is in comic books, because there's still that archetype of leader in team books that they kind of have to fit, and then, um, you know, and then, I, you know, call it what you will, but as soon as Captain America shows up, he's like, all right, I get to be a jerk again. Woo! Well, and Cyclops has always been a bitch, so. Well, yeah, I mean, Cyclops has always, has always been Cyclops, except when Matt Fraction writes him, because then he's a super giant dick. Um, <laughs> and also fat. Thank Speaking you. of which, have you seen the Triple X X-Men porno? <laughs> no, no, I don't pay for porn, so... No, no, I'm just saying there's it's out there. Yeah, no, no, I, I yeah, I know that. I, I know it's there. <laughs> I, I know I know it exists. Uh, my my group of X nerds and I we de- anytime there's any sort of gay and or X men related news, uh, we definitely share it with each other. Um, but anyway, th- this story I, I thought it was fun. I thought it was great. Um, I I once again I think like Matt Fraction's kind of writing style fits this much better than other stories that I've read of his. And I also just really like Kate Bishop. Uh, cool. Uh, Todd, do you want to give us uh, your thoughts? You know, reading it, I'm not much of a Marvel guy, so I haven't read very many Marvel comics. Um, this was kind of fun, and it was very much a slice of life outside of their glamorous. But I don't think it was enough to have me keep reading um, without everything else that goes along with it, without that knowledge in that regard. It was fine, but yeah, just kind of blah. For me, would be my review. Eh. 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 Yeah, so yeah, I give it two. Eh. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't that great. That's fair assessment. Yeah. Adam, have we got your final thoughts on this or? Uh... Uh, pretty much, yeah. I, I love this book. I think it's hilarious. Uh, I love seeing Clint Barton on his days off. What he's actually doing. What's going on? And. You, you got to get to that dog episode. <laughs> the dog issue is amazing. Yeah. So uh, I give it, a, you know, I'm not going to really rate it on a scale, but I would say yes, check it out. It's different than a lot of comics out there. It's a lot of fun, and uh, it's like, fractions writing hits it perfectly. So. so we have two people who like it, one person who is the definite meh, and then Q, who I, I think kind of likes it. I'm going to say maybe 50% on it. So we're kind of mixed reviews no, on that. No, I liked it. I'm my my thing is that, like you said, that Matt Fraction is one of the best writers ever, and I'm just kind of like, no, <laughs> that's that, that that's what I'm disagreeing on. Like, I think his writing style works for this book, but he's not the best. So, uh, so we have two that are pro this book, one that are kind of met on this book, and one that is anti Matt Fraction. Is that fair? Leave Matt Fraction alone. <laughs> I included you in the three that like it. Why are you segregating me? Time zones, man. Time zones. <laughs> okay, uh, so we may have the shortest episode ever, actually, which is kind of funny. Well, it's also a short book. It is a very short book, that's true. Well, yeah, it's a short book, and they're really, I mean, Kingdom Come was really long, and then obviously Bitch Planet had so much political and gender and everything else undertones that we were able to go off and kind of a lot to discuss where this one just kind of a straightforward like hey this is what happened and there you go so yeah okay valid point so uh yeah uh a little light this week but uh, still a fun book um and three out of four of us recommend it uh anybody have any recommendations for uh for stuff this week 
Um, while people are thinking, I will start out. Um, a couple weeks ago when I was on uh, Geek Show, pimping the show a little bit for those of you who listen to Geek Show, um, uh, Carrie brought up a book called uh, Scarlet by uh, Brian Michael Bendis. I guess they're making a movie out of it, and so I went and got the, uh, the first trade of it, and uh, I liked it a lot. The art is a little weird to me, and, and I'll tell you why. Um, it looks like, um, you know that like if you can take a photograph on your computer, and like on some of those cheesy programs, you can sit there and, and have it put your photo into drawing mode or comic book mode, and it kind of does the weird um, uh, drawing uh, of stuff um, around it kind of stuff. It looks like that. Like, so I mean, the art is cool, but it looks sort of like photographs that have been slightly altered, which I is both a plus and a minus. But um, it's basically the story of this uh, girl who's, um, you know, she's genuinely a pretty good kid, but uh, her boyfriend gets. Uh, assumed to be a criminal and then the police are kind of corrupt and they shoot him and then she gets shot but she survives and she basically goes on a uh, on a spree of uh, going after uh, corrupt cops and basically starting a, a revolution um, so the idea is, is that you know what if someone had in a modern time started a, a, a new revolution of it and uh, I enjoyed it um, I will say having a brother-in-law who was a cop some of the themes of killing police make me a little nervous about it um, but she is they, they do try to make a point of only killing corrupt cops which I think is uh, noble but a little iffy so if you have friends or family in the police force I could see where this might be some sensitive subjects and you may want to avoid it a little bit but uh, overall I actually did enjoy the book um, and uh, yeah so um, that is the, the first book is the one I read I'm, I'm probably going to read more um, and uh, yeah so uh, Adam do you have any recommendations yeah, so uh, the whole internet went apeshit last month when uh, in Steve Rogers' Captain America, where Cap ended the whole thing with, you know, Hail Hydra, and there was this huge backlash, and geeks everywhere freaked out because that's what geeks do. Uh, well, the newest issue just came out, uh, by the time this came out, it was a couple weeks ago, uh, but for those who were bitching and moaning about it, it's a good story. Pick it up. It explains kind of what happened and why Cap is a Hydra agent now, and it's done really, really well. It's a really interesting and for those who've been following along with what's been happening with Cap and you know, losing his powers with the Super Serum, with the Cosmic Cube becoming this new, uh, you know, this new entity, entity. Uh, Nick Spencer, the guy who wrote it, has been dropping hints for a long time now. So if you were reading, you kind of got where it was going. But basically, it goes back to what we said before with, like, geeks, calm the fuck down. This is a good story. It'll all work out in the end. Let's see where it goes. No, this isn't Captain America spitting in the face of all the Jews who were killed in the Holocaust. Quit freaking out. Uh, and enjoy the story because it's really good. Uh, Red Skull is coming back with a vengeance, and it's—I'm really excited to see now that we know the reasons for Caps, why he is a Hydra agent, where they're going to go moving forward with this. So I would like to—I would watch the movie recently this week, um, The Town. It was starring and directed by Batfleck, but it also has Jeremy Renner in it and plays Hawkeye in the MCU. And it's a heist movie, incredibly well done. And I highly suggest everyone to watch The Town. So, probably the best line in the... Is that the one with the nuns? Yes, it has the nuns in it. So, Ben Affleck comes in to Jeremy Renner and says, I need your help to beat someone up and you can never ask why. And Jeremy's character went, I'm in. And they were just good to game to go. So, you should go watch The Town. Very solid. Batfleck makes a great director. Cool. Uh, Q, do you have any recommendations? And I got... And I, I, I got nothing... Um, I, I've been I've been so busy with 1776 lately. There's just been nothing else going on in my life. So, yeah. 
so- sorry, dear okay. listeners. Well, cool. Um, <laughs> it's all good. We we, we rec- as everyone knows, we record these in advance because we have <laughs> lives. Um, so I guess you can use that as a reasonable excuse. So uh, anyway. Uh, if that's everything everybody's got, thank you so much for listening. Um, that'll do it for this week's episode. Um, once again, uh, you can find all of our information on our website, www.funnybooksandfirewater.com. Um, we do release a new uh, episode every Monday. And we also put uh, the uh, recipes for all of our drinks and all that kind of stuff um, online. Next week, we're going to be doing, and we can get to this argument right now if we want to, we're doing Alias, also known as Jessica Jones' Alias. Uh, written by Bendis. It's just called Alias. <laughs> it's just called Alias. That is the name of the book. Well, then Amazon lied to me because it said AKA Jessica Jones. That's because Amazon is stupid. That's because I will say uh, my copy says Jessica Jones Alias. It says it on the. That's because you bought a l- lousy copy that came out later. I have an original <laughs> trade, MFers. That's right. I'm getting. Old cranky pants over here. Look at that hipster with her bison grass vodka. I know. I know. <laughs> it just, uh, it, uh, anyway, it, it, it just frustrates me that it's like we have to rebrand this. People won't know what this is. It just leave it what it's titled. It's just titled that, and that's all. Yeah, as long as we still, as long as we still get the the sweet Christmas butt fucking scene, I'm good with it. So. Yes. <laughs> This will be known as the Adam test. Instead of the Bechtel test, we have the Adam test. It's how they clean. We only have a 4% Adam test approval rating this year in movies coming out. Well, it made it for the triple X X Men parody, so. I was like, Cyclops, you go, girl. Uh, okay. Why do we always go so gay? Oh, I know why. Well, half the panel is gay, and, and as I've told people before, I'm gay by culture, straight by sexual orientation. So I'm like, <laughs> gay. so, you know, and then, and then Todd once said that he would go gay for Ricky Martin, and then Ricky Martin came out of the closet, and Todd's still married, so I don't know what that means. Well, hey, you're halfway there now. You remember that? I'm impressed. I do remember that. Wow. Um, so, uh, so you know. Uh, His frosted tips were just amazing. Really? It was the frosted tips that did it for you? <laughs> really? <laughs> I just thought you liked the way he shook his bonbon, really. Ooh, you totally frocked his tips, wouldn't you? I don't you? remember at this point. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are all the worst. Oh, says Q. Okay. <laughs> Nobody cares! <laughs> uh, okay. So after after our, our required gayness for the episode... Um, Thank you for listening. Uh, we'll be back with uh, Alias next week, uh, a.k.a. Jessica Jones, just to watch Q freak out. Uh, so if you want to watch Q lose his mind or listen to Q lose his mind, join us next week. It'll be fun. Um, uh, until then, uh, you can find us on uh, www.funnybooksandfirewire.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, and Tumblr. Um, and, yeah, if you could like us on whatever you know uh, service you downloaded this on, that would be fantastic. Help other people find us. Um, and uh, until then, uh, please support your local comic shop and uh, don't forget to tip your bartender. <laughs>